Father's Day is one of those days which is like kind of a bittersweet day because, you know, uh, not everybody has their fathers with, with them today. Other uh, people have a father's, but their relationship is not so lacquer. Some fathers don't have a good relationship with their children. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be a, a bit of an awkward day. In fact, I, I, I remember some years back, there were some church members which on Mother's Day and Father's Day just wouldn't come to church because they knew back then I would be talking to fathers and to mothers. I kind of I stopped that now. How I many of you know as fathers, when you're young, you think you know everything about being a father? And then the kids come. You know, there was a preacher who used to say, when, when I was young, I had four different theories of how to raise kids. He said, today, I've got four kids and no theories. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. You know, no kid comes with a manual. But listen, it's a great joy to be, to be a father, to be a mother, to be a parent. And, uh, and we really pray. And, you know, one of our values here is family. Church is family. And we believe in marriage, we believe in families, we believe that is the, the, the main building block of society. And I do want to speak a little bit to fathers and to mothers and to parents, but I want to speak as well to the young people. And, and I want to talk about today is what did Jesus hear from the Father? So today we're going to be focusing on the greatest Father of all. Amen. Father God. Amen. And He is the greatest Father of all. And, and some people have a little bit of a problem relating to God the Father. You know, they, they're okay with Jesus. I mean, we read about him, and he walked around, yeah, he did some cool stuff and miracles, and, and man, he provided some good meals for the, for the crowds, you know. But with Father, you know, we kind of, difficult to relate to him. And it's also very often because a lot of, and I'm hearing more and more of this, is, is that people sometimes don't have a very good relationship with their father, and then when they hear that God is a father, they go, mm, no, no, whoa. You know, but guys, you must understand this. Before God is a judge, before he's a creator, before he is anything else you might think of him as, God is first a father. I'm going to show you just now why in the message. And so I want you to open your hearts and your minds. Some of you are quite comfortable with relating to God as a father. Some of you may have a little bit of a problem, but you know what? Just open your heart and listen to this message today. Because I want all of us to walk out of here knowing a couple of things that Father wants to tell us. But let's look at what Jesus heard from his Father. And, and if we are fathers, let, let's kind of learn from that and, and make sure that we are kind of passing on the same kind of values and, and feelings to our children, no matter how old they are, okay? And if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a child, if you're a young person, you need to hear these words too. And so this message is for everybody. Although it's Father's Day, it's for everybody. What did Jesus hear from the Father? And there are two portions in Scripture where it is recorded words that Father God spoke to Jesus. We want to look at them quickly. Now, I'm sure those are not the only two times that God spoke to His Son. All right, I'm sure there are many times they were often in fellowship. Jesus would take time and be away and, and hear the Father. And he, in fact, he'd say, I only do what the Father shows me, what the Father tells me. So they had great conversations. But twice, Father spoke in such a way that the people around could hear it and record it. The first time happened at his baptism. Remember, after he was baptized, he came out of the water. The skies opened and the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove and God spoke. 
The second time was later in his ministry. He went up the mountain to pray and he was transfigured. We call his transfiguration. We call it the mountain of transfiguration. He was busy praying and man, something came upon him. He began to like shine. You know, the glory of God came upon him and all of a sudden Moses was there and Elijah was there and they were chatting with him. It was a glorious experience. And then all of a sudden, the voice of God was heard again and he spoke. So let's quickly take a look at those two instances. First of all, Jesus at his baptism. What did Jesus hear at his baptism? And you go to Luke chapter 3, verse 22. And this is what the voice said from heaven. This is my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Now you must understand this. Yes, Jesus walked on this earth. He was the son of God. He is God. He was God when he walked on this earth. And he is still God. But you must understand, the Bible says that he left all his heavenly attributes behind. He became a human being. He became a fragile baby. Vulnerable. He grew up like you and I. With emotions, with hunger and thirst and getting tired and, and feeling rejection and pain. And everything, every emotion that you feel, he felt. And on this earth... He had to have the same kind of nurturing which you and I need. We all need nurturing. Children who are not nurtured and loved, they grow up with emotional holes in them, which manifest in all sorts of crazy ways. We all need to be nurtured. And so I'm sure that Joseph and Mary did a great job of bringing Jesus up. God would, wouldn't choose, you know, parents which are not good enough. And I'm sure Joseph and Mary, they had the qualities. Jesus came and Joseph and Mary gave him love and brought him up. But Jesus also became very aware early in his life that he was not just a human being, that he was the son of God. He realized he had a mission. His life wasn't just any old life. It was a life with a specific purpose. And he began to relate to God the Father. And yet it is now in his baptism. He hasn't started his ministry yet. He's just come now to his cousin John and asked him to be baptized. And he's getting baptized. And as he walks out, here this manifestation comes. The skies open up. And the Holy Spirit comes down upon him in the form of a dove. And then this voice booms out from heaven. And he says, Jesus, you are my beloved son. Wow. Huh? In you, I am well pleased. What did Jesus hear? Jesus heard, wow, I belong. He heard the Father saying, son, you belong to me. You are my son. You are my son. You have identity, man. You're not a lost case. You're mine. Jesus heard, I am loved. He heard the Father say, you are my beloved son. I love you, Jesus. You're my beloved son. Amen. He has identity. He's a child of God. The security in the love of the Father. And then he heard something else. I am special. The Father thinks I'm special. says, in you, I am well pleased. I, I delight myself in you. 
I'm special. I, 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 I cause my father's heart to be delighted. There's something special about me. And you know what? All of us, don't, come on, let's be honest now. Don't we all, as human beings, don't we all want to have a sense of belonging, a sense of being loved, and a sense of being special? And you know, not everybody, I'm going to use a word I don't like to use, but like, let's call it lucky or fortunate. Not everybody's fortunate to have great parents. Some parents don't pass on those values to those kids. I am blessed in the sense of my parents are right there. My dad's going to be 88, no? 87 next, in two weeks' time, three weeks' time. And I got that from him as a father, from a mother. They made me feel loved. They made me feel I belong. They made me feel I, I was special. I had something to contribute. I was, I was you know. And, and I, I thank God for them, and I thank God for that. But every one of us needs that. And, and Jesus, right there, with the people around him publicly, he, 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 he hears his father bragging on him. You're mine. I love you. You're special. You delight my heart. Now, listen, here's the great thing. He says, in you, I am well pleased. Why on earth was Father God pleased with Jesus if he hasn't even started his ministry yet? This is baptism. Until now, he's just been an ordinary citizen. Tradition says that Joseph, his father, earthly father, stepfather, had died by the time he started his ministry. So for, until now, he's been a carpenter. He's probably been helping out in the home, looking after his mother, looking after his brothers, his sisters, you know, his family. He did have a family. The Bible indicates that. And uh, so he hasn't done anything special. He's just been an ordinary citizen. But father says, I'm so pleased in you. You know why? Because you're mine. Because you're my son. I don't love you because of your performance. I love you because of who you are. You're mine and you're my son. Mm. Amen. And you see, what did I do? That, that gave Jesus the courage he needed to face the beginning of his ministry. Soon after this, he was tempted. He was led into in desert and he was tempted by the devil. He could stand because he knew who he was. He had identity. He had a sense of belonging. He had security. He had a mission. He knew he was special. And this devil is not going to derail him. No ways. And as he went out and preached and people opposed him and, and called him names and, and challenged his identity and challenged who he was, he stood firm. He did not deviate. He was confident. He was bold. Because he knew. He knew he belonged. He knew he was loved. He knew he was special. Do you know that? And so it, it encouraged and, and set him free to do what he had to do. The second time we hear the father is at the Mount of Transfiguration. Now here some years have gone by or some months have gone by. Yeah, some years. He's about to enter the final stage of his ministry. He's going to go to Jerusalem. And there he's going to face the biggest trial of his life. And he's going to give up his life for us. He's going to die for our sins. And so he goes up to pray. And Moses and Elijah appear to him. One representing the Lord. The other one representing the prophets. And they tell him about what's up ahead. And they prepare him. But then all of a sudden, again... This voice comes from heaven. And he was up there with Peter, James, and John, his closest disciples. And again, this voice comes from heaven. You're reading 1 John 3, 1 
to, to, to A, uh, sorry, uh, Luke 9, 9.35. Luke 9.35, all right? And it says, and a voice came out from the cloud saying what? This is my beloved son, hear him. So here he is in this moment in our vulnerability. He's, he's, he's about to walk into a difficult season in his life. His disciples are there. And here comes this voice. This is my beloved son. Do you hear that voice? Peter, James, John, listen here. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Listen to him. What did Jesus hear? Again you heard, I belong. My son. This is my son. Hey, I belong to him. I am loved. My beloved son. And again, I am special. Hear him. He's got something to say. He's special, okay? So you listen to the boy. Wow. Don't you think that gave Jesus a boost? Again, hearing his father openly talking about him. And again, you heard those, those words. Again, he had those words. And out of that, he was able to go and complete his mission, knowing that he was on track, knowing that he was loved, knowing that he belonged, knowing that he was special. Now, maybe you did not have that kind of input from your dad, from parents. And you know, sometimes our parents want to do it, but they can't. I compare sometimes parents with birds with broken wings. They, they've got difficulties. They've got faults. Maybe they did not get it from their parents. They don't know how to give it to their children. And, and, and so we live in a broken society, and, and not, we don't always get what we should get. But that's why Jesus came, you see. Jesus went through all this, and he completed his mission to correct the wrongs that sin has brought into this world. You see, he came to die for us, that you and I could have access to the same Father Jesus has access to. And that we could hear from the Father of Jesus, God in heaven, the same words that Jesus heard. Now, I don't know about you, but I need to hear those words. Listen, I thank God for my earthly parents and for the encouraging words I've heard from them. But sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes you need a, a kind of a, a higher authority to speak to us. And I'm so glad that I embraced faith in Jesus, and that I can hear Father saying some things to me. And, and there are some things that, that Father wants all of us, He wants all of us to hear today. He wants us to be sure of these things today. Here's the first one. Father God wants us to have a sense of belonging. Father God wants each one of us to have a sense of belonging. 1 John 3, 1, 1 and 2, beginning of verse 2, he says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. And he sang about it today, that he loves me, that I am his child. That we should be called children of God. Beloved, now we are Children of God. I, I firmly believe there are people in this world that do, do, do crazy things. They mess up their lives and they mess up other people's lives simply because they have not realized that there is someone with eternal power who loves them. It's not clicked yet. They think they're alone over here, that their life is miserable, that nobody loves me. They haven't realized there is a God in heaven who loves them. If they would only give a chance. 
And, and the Bible makes it clear that all of us have access to what God has to offer us. Now we are called children of God. Man, I belong. I can say, I am a child of God. Do you know that? Do you believe that? Why don't you say it with me? I am a child of God. Let's go. I am a child. How does that feel? Huh? And I, think about it because it's not just singing a song in church because the words on the board, so I am a child of Think about it. God, the creator of the universe, the one who lives forever. You are a child of God. You are going to live forever. Your life on this earth is limited for all of us. We are for a short time. But then we spend the rest of eternity with our Father God. I belong to Him. I am a child of God. Why? Because I'm such a good guy? Because I'm a neat little pastor? No way. It's got nothing to do with what I do. It's got everything to do with Him. He calls me His own. He sent His Son to pay the price of my sins, my stupidity, my hard-headedness, my stubbornness. Jesus paid the price <laughs> that I could belong to him. And today I can humbly say, I belong to God. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father. Just take a moment to thank Heavenly Father. If you believe that, and if you don't, today is the day you need to turn that switch. It's a simple choice. Open your eyes, open your heart, believe what God says, and embrace that. Something else Father wants us to, to know. Father wants us to know that we are loved. That we are loved. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to, to 19, you can read the whole place over there, but there Paul, Paul prays to the Father that we would comprehend the greatness of the love of the Father shown to us through Christ. And he says, comprehend the width, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of Christ. Amen? That it may be full in us the fullness of God. God the Father is showing us His love through Jesus Christ. Father God so loved us. That he sent his son to open the way back to him. That you could belong to him. He loved us. We are loved. I am loved by God. When I say that, say I am loved. Come on. I am loved. Are you loved? You, you sense the love? Father God loves you. And don't come like, oh, my pastor, you don't know what I've done this week, man. You see, you see, pastor, if you only knew I've done some, some stupid things. He knows. And he loves you. He loves you. I mean, don't you know that when you have a child, it's part of the package, that kid's going to miss. It kind of blows my mind, you know, especially when kids are newborn, they pee and they poo and they, they, you know, they just make a mess like them. And you're going, oh, could you, could you, could you, I love him, I love him, I love him. What has that child done to deserve your love? Nix. But it's your child. Belongs to you. 
and you love that child. And as the child grows, it doesn't change, does it? They might do some stupid things sometimes, but you still love the child. Oh, God's love for you is way greater than any love you could have for your child. Your greatest love for your child is next to man, compared to God's love for us. So don't come and tell me all the bad things and wrong things you did, and all the ugly thoughts and all the crazy words. God loves you. And when you settle into that, that is what's going to start changing you. It's when you realize that God loves you, that you belong. And when that begins to settle in your thinking, in your, in your being, that begins to change you because you realize, hey, I don't have to be such a jerk, okay? God loves me. It's okay to be okay. And you begin to be molded by his love and by his word and by the Holy Spirit in you. But that's not all that Father God wants you to know today. Father God wants us to believe that we are special. Do you know that you are special? Six of us. <laughs> Again, we are so prone to looking in the mirror and pinpointing all the faults. And we look at our faces, we look at our bodies, we look at our thinking, we look at our behavior, we look at our, and we find faults with everything. And then we try to overcompensate by trying to put on a mask and trying to please people and trying to do all sorts of things to be accepted. And then we end up messing up our lives and sometimes messing up other people's lives. Hello? You know it's the truth, right? But Father God wants us to believe that we are special. If you read Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5, I've got a little bit of a shortened version here. But it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. That's quite a mouthful, but let me kind of go over it again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Talking about God, the Father who chose us in Him. Now, check this. Before the foundation of the world. Listen, long, long before God said, let there be light. And the whole universe began to unfold. Long before that, God chose you. He chose you. Chose you, chose you, chose you. Guess what? He even chose me, all right? He wanted us to be part of his family. And he knew that we would mess up. And so he planned that Jesus would come and pay the price for us so that we could be adopted into his family as sons and daughters. He chose you long before the creation of the universe. Now, if that doesn't make you feel special, I don't know what's going to do it. You, with pimples and all, God chose you before the foundation of the world. He loves you. He wants you with him. He wants you to be adopted in his family. Now, listen. Uh, you know, sometimes families have children by adoption. Here's the thing. Natural birth, natural birth, <laughs> listen, natural birth, Sometimes happens because of an oopsie. You know, mama found something funny. 
She goes to the doctor and she finds her husband, honey, I'm pregnant. He goes, what? Oops. And sometimes it happens, right? But nobody gets adopted via an oopsie. Every single adoption is a premeditated, intentional act. This couple want this child. They're going to love this child, bring this child up. It's become part of the family, heirs to everything the family has. And huh? Jesus was part of a blended family. Joseph was not Jesus' biological father. He adopted Jesus. He looked after Jesus. In the Bible, there are a number of adopted characters. And so here's the thing. God chose to adopt us, even after our mess-ups. He chose to adopt us, to send Christ to prepare a way that he could adopt us into his family and call us sons and daughters. You are special, man. He chose you. And today, all we have to do is become aware of this great love. Become aware of this great Heavenly Father. And allow Him and allow His love to fill my heart. Surrender our lives to Him. Amen. Now, folks, much of our behavior is born out of what we believe about ourselves. You know, if maybe... I don't know, maybe you have not had a father or parents who gave you this sense of belonging, the security of a sense of being loved and, and the sense that you are special. And when people grow up like that, they, they start looking for that in elsewhere. They, they start trying to fit in and, and they want to mold themselves according to society or according to their friends. They do freakish things. They, they try and get attention to themselves or, or they get into a downward spiral of, of, of misery and, and so forth. And we, we, whichever way you choose to do that on your own, it will lead to something bad in the end. You will end up hurting yourself, hurting others, and becoming less and less of the person God created you to be. The only way to do is to stop looking for that love, belonging, and acceptance in the wrong places. And to come to Father God. Because he's there. He already belongs to him. He already sees you as his. He already loves you. He already thinks you're special. But here's one thing about God. He's not going to impose it himself on us. He makes an invitation. He opens his arms. And he waits. Because love is never imposed. True love is never forced. And God is love. He's not going to force you, but he invites us. And today, he invites us. He invites us. Maybe you know someone, or you, you or you, someone you know has given up on the idea of belonging, of being loved, of being special. Maybe love, you know, life happens and we get disappointments and, and things happen to us and to all the different areas of our lives. And you, know, you or those people that you know need to hear that there is hope. You need to hear this. You need to make sure the people that you know hear this. Someone is waiting for you to return home. Someone loves you more than you know. Someone considers you to be special and thought of you before the foundation of the world. That's awesome, man. Hey. And so Jesus came. 
to put right all that was wrong in our relationship with God, that we could be called sons and daughters of God. Knowing that we belong to God, knowing that you are loved by God and are special to God, it gives us the confidence and the courage to face our challenges in this life, to face difficulties, to face other you know, tribulations and problems, problems in relationships in life. Also gives us the confidence to, to share the love of God with family, with, with friends, and with people that you come across on a daily life. Maybe as a father or a mother, you have failed to give your child this sense of belonging, of loving, and of, you know, being special. It is never too late to make adjustments and corrections. Start looking for opportunities and make sure your children, your grandchildren, hear from you what Jesus heard from the Father. There is a saying that goes, though you cannot go back and make a new start, my friend, anyone can start from now and make a new end. Huh? Huh? So I know that you're all imperfect. I don't think there's a father in the house that will say, I'm completely satisfied. All fathers, all mothers, all wish you could go back and undo some things and do some things differently. It's just a way of life because we are imperfect. But you see, with God, there's always adjustment. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth. Amen. So you start today. But let's face it, not only children, you know, need to belong and to be loved and to be special. So why not take a hint from the Father and make sure all our loved ones, not just our children, get a sense of belonging, know that they are loved and that they are special. Let us share what we have received from the Father as Jesus shared what he received from the Father. Amen? And so this Father's Day, hear from the Father what Jesus heard from the Father. Hear it for yourself. Listen, here it is. You belong to me, says Father God. Father God says to you, I love you. And Father God says to you and me, you are special to me. You know what? If God carried a wallet around... You know, some guys like to carry a wallet around and you got family photos inside there. If God carried a wallet around, your photo would be there. Amen. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Father God, thank you for your great love. And again, this morning, we're reminded from your conversations with Jesus what is recorded for us to, to read about what you said and what you say about us, we are reminded once again, Father, of how much you want us, how much you love us, how much you think we are special in, in spite of all our wrongs. Yes, sin had separated us from you, but you sent Jesus to bring us close to you again. And I pray, Father, that every person under the sound of my voice here in this hall or in this recording right now will open their hearts to your love. And while you are in a moment of prayer, I'm not going to make an altar call. I'm going to ask anybody to raise hands, nothing like that. But right there where you are, if you have not surrendered to Father's love, if there have been situations in your life which have drawn you away 
maybe from your family or from your parents or from God himself, won't you right now just say, Father, I understand, I realize now you love me. Don't look at people. Don't look at the situations around you. Look at Father God. That is where we start. We start by running to the Father. And then out of our relationship with him, we tackle the issues of life. It's what Jesus did. He first ran to the Father. He got his encouragement from the Father first. And then he could handle temptation and opposition and even death with boldness and courage and confidence. So if you feel you've been distant from God, I want you today, right where you are, between you and the Father, his Holy Spirit is here. Father is here calling you, wanting to embrace you right now. They say, Father, I come back to you, Lord. I run back to you. I accept the fact that you want me. I accept the fact that you love me. And I believe, Lord, that I am special in your sight. Forgive me, Lord. Embrace me with your love right now in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I just thank you for touching hearts today, Lord, for strengthening those of us who are in relationship with you and for embracing and bringing back those who are feeling a bit uncertain. Help us to know your love, my God, and to say with confidence, I am a child of God. God loves me, and I am special in the sight of God, not because of who I am or because of what I've done, but because he loves me, hallelujah. It's not about my performance. It's about his love for me. And so, Father, I thank you for, for your love once again. Keep us sensitive to your love, to your goodness. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.